You are now tuned into FNL Radio. Team Mike Noise! Team Mike Noise! Yeah! Run for cover, motherfucker! Hey, what is up, everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of FNL Radio. I gotta start keeping better track of our um, numbers of shows that we've done because I don't keep track of that anymore. So, I don't know what episode this is. Now, we did rebrand and restart the whole podcast session on um, Apple, Apple Podcasts. So, right now, this episode four on Apple Podcasts, but in reality, we've done a lot of episodes. So. I'm pretty sure y'all can go back because for whatever reason, Apple, when we started the new version of uh, uh, FNL Radio, Apple erased all the other episodes. So I guess they wanted us to start fresh too. So we're not starting fresh on the number count, but if you go subscribe to our channel on Apple Podcasts, which I do thank you all for doing that, then you'll know there's just four episodes up there, but um, we got more than that. So y'all can check out the links at YouTube and on Spreaker on the old system we used to use back in the day. But anywho, like I said, it's Doc here and got Monique on the other end as well. Hey, all my loves. How's everybody doing out there tonight? And Reggie is very convenient that now all of a sudden Apple then erased all the motherfucking previous videos. That's cute. <laughs> and this is my first time ever hearing this. Okay. <laughs> Look, now this one we got to break out this um, meme right here real quick. Convenient is that? Wow, how convenient is fucking that? <laughs> <laughs> well, then you said it, I didn't. <laughs> well, uh, anyways, um, I've been doing Apple did it. Um, while I enjoyed this Hershey Gold's bar real quick. Well, um, thank you all. These things are good. Hold on, y'all. <clears throat> okay. I haven't heard these in a while, but shout out to Hershey Gold. Um, but we're doing this show right now. Um, what was the introduction? Oh, you already introduced yourself. Um, and you slid. So, I know back to this motherfucking church. <laughs> but thank you all for uh, tuning into our show as you all have been doing. Um, last week's show was a phenomenal success and y'all listened and gave y'all feedback so I definitely appreciate you know those who have listened who you know hit me on Snapchat on Instagram mm. saying that it was very funny and stuff like that um, when the, I had the screen I shot you the stuff because you're still not on those platforms but you're on Twitter now Twitter's where you get into most of your arguments so um, well I would I and that. I learned um Last night when I was at dinner with some of my younger girlfriends, they were telling me that Twitter was old. It was late. It was the lady was through. I need to get up on the ground. But um, once again, um, I guess had you had I not made part of this comment, I probably would have never heard about um, the feedback and all of those things that we got from the show last week. But 
again, thank you guys um, from the bottom of my heart and FNL's heart, be that as it may. Uh, we do thank <laughs> you guys for tuning in and listening to us and rock it out with us. That was a really great show, and I had a lot of fun um, doing that show with you, Reggie. I did have fun with doing the show with you, too. I didn't want to see my motherfucking money, but I did have fun doing the show. <laughs> you know, Google Play, you know, y'all can listen to the, go on, listen to the show on this platform of choice, Google Play Podcast. So she can get her Google check in due time. But I, but that episode, I got to say, too, for the past four episodes, again, thank you all for supporting. But these have been the funniest shows we've done in a good while. So thank you all for rocking with our crazy asses and just pulling up with us. And, you know, that was the shit that you want to say, too. So um, and saying that, again, subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts. So I Hershey goes bars throughout the entire show. Is that what we do with them? Because if that's I said that one. Yeah, because if that's the case, I could have be eating a whole big ass plate of crab ball. Oh, another one? Okay. Well, it's snowing <laughs> here in Richmond. And that's why I hate weather like this, because it makes me want to do nothing but eat and snack and make a whole bunch of comfort food and stuff like that. Mm, yeah, make it to the store to get that crab ball, but um... Okay. <laughs> y'all know we always talk about how our week went and everything like that so um <clears throat> my week actually was pretty it was pretty hectic you know it was a lot going on you know it's first year for the hoa people and stuff like that so you know, it's about that time when i gotta say i'm sorry my condolences but you know even with the if you're part of federal shutdown i'm so sorry but Y'all know the next step. So, um, well, you guys don't grant any type of immunity or anything like that, y'all. Still sending the FBI shakedown and sending arrest warrants to people's house because they didn't pay y'all fuck ass HOA dues. <laughs> now, it hasn't been approved or anything, so I'm not for certain if we do uh, are going to be, you know, granting, you know, leniency right now. Well, you, you guys know. should. I mean, I'm pretty sure with all the bills that people have piling up, that are working on for um furlough and all those things, I would just assume that paying my HOA dues will be the last <laughs> motherfucking bill that I would be worried about paying. You know, it's a little thing called mortgage and you know, lights and you know, having water to wash your ass, you know, getting a little grocery so you ain't got to be eating cat food and shit like that. <laughs> living like dirty all the time. Saying, you know, the HOA dudes will probably be the last thing on my list. You know, putting gas in my car. So, um, you know, you know, with furlough, they make you work and you don't get paid. So I can't go to this fuck ass job that I don't get paid for. You know, but you rather take, you know, you rather, you know, instead of paying my responsi- my, my bills that are responsibility and priority, you would rather me pay $250 towards the HOA dues. Okay. I see why y'all still in business. I feel attacked even though I don't make Oh, anybody attacking you, Roger? I'm just saying. What you do for a living, I don't respect it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, well, um, I don't know what to say after that one. So, um, Wendy, how was your week? <laughs> Pay me my motherfucking money. Run me my goddamn Google checks. That's what I want you to say. But <laughs> other than that, um, my week was hectic. Um, 
well, you you know, Reggie, um, Monday, we didn't even do our usual watch our shows. I went back to work because we were scheduled to have um, <laughs> our VA inspection in my building. We have a contract with the VA where we take a lot of their um, VA patients. So, and then they kind of come in and they inspect us just like the state health department does. So, I went, to, went back to work Monday about 10 o'clock, stayed there till about 4 o'clock in the morning to review files and make sure notes and things like that were in the charts cat back home about 4 30 got myself ready to go to work got Jaden off and then I was back to work again regular time then Wednesday at almost five o'clock the state health department walks into my job um basically stating because of the government shutdown they ain't really had no work to do so they decided to come investigate us <laughs> um so, you know, that was a trying time. I was sharting every goddamn where because they was asking for shit to kind of caught us off guard. <laughs> so um, we finally got through that. Um, and, you know, it's it's been it's been busy, busy, busy for me. And then yesterday I got a chance to actually kind of hang out with some girlfriends. Um, we went out for dinner and drinks last night. And then today I was actually supposed to have a vision board party and, um, I guess, slash late Christmas party um, get together at my house with those same girlfriends from last night. But it is uh, snowing here in Richmond, Virginia. Um, No one wanted to get stuck because we were going to be doing some, you know, drinking games, just eating, having a good time. And um, no one wanted to get stuck. I live way out in the county. So I did not blame them. So we decided early this morning to cancel everything. So I have just been chilling, chilling. Um, you know, getting my rest so I can be prepared to go back and forth with your ass. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, uh, like I said earlier, it is you know very nice. Well, it's raining here, and it's gonna be raining all day tomorrow. So I kind of wish it was snowing here. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. I suppose. Um, I was adding up those um blank um whiteboards you got for your vision um party and stuff like that. And the drinks. <laughs> Thirds you got probably, you know, I know you didn't go to Sam's Club and get the bulk, so I know you got no, you know, from the finest of the Whole Foods and Wegmans or something. So, or, you know, the um, what's got uh, not you crops with um, Publix now. So, you know, I know you, you know, I know it adds up, but hey. First of all, I have magazines <laughs> here from years and years and years ago. Um, you know, whiteboards don't cost. You know, anything but about, I would say, at the most 25 cent. You know, because we get those, you know, from very cheap. But what I don't understand is why the fuck you counting up and adding up in your head what I'm doing over here in my house. You owe me, buddy. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, also, two people, um, it is the beginning of the year, and you know it is very important to have self care at, uh, you know, people as you get are stressed out and stuff like that. It's important to take a day to just, you know, relax and just have your wind down time and everything like that. Um, I know for me, yesterday after I got off work, actually you no, know, today too, I was supposed to just take a thirty minute nap just to relax after work and just to 
you know. Yeah, I know it was very stressful going after little old ladies and people <laughs> um, that work for the government and we on a government shutdown. You know, I know it's very stressful going after them to get collective goddamn $200 in um, <laughs> HOA fees. I guess that will require you to take a 30-minute nap. Okay. <laughs> but anywho, I will say that, <laughs> you know, I did take a little 30-minute nap, but my 30-minute nap turned into for real sleep. So, you know, it is important to rest your body and just get your mind rested so you can go back and you know, do the same thing, but just, you know, have a positive attitude about it and just to feel good and just not stress yourself out. And just to, you know, we don't want no heart rate issues and nothing like that for y'all with the Apple four uh, series four watches that got the ECG reading up there. So make sure you check your heart rate monitoring and stuff mm-hmm. like that sensor so that we don't want to have your heart attacks out here and nothing like that. Y'all passing out from heart murmurs and all that good stuff. So you know, just take care of yourselves, people, because we're going to talk about somebody who have been taking care of themselves because they've been stressed out, and that's why they got missing another week of work. So we'll be talking about um, Wendy Williams a little later, everybody. But um, first, before we start the show, too, everybody, we do have to uh, shout out to RCA Records and Sony Music and Sony Entertainment. Uh, it is the 20th anniversary on January 12, 1999. Britney Spears released her be- debut album, Baby One More Time, 20 years ago, everybody. So... If that don't make you feel old, you know, we just getting old, old for real now. Um- Just a little fun fact, too, with Baby One More Time. The song was written by Max Martin originally for TLC, but TLC, it was supposed to be for the fan mail album, but they passed on it because of the message in the song initially when they thought that it meant, like, Hit Me, because the title was called was originally called Hit Me, Baby One More Time. They didn't like the title Hit Me, Baby One More Time because they thought it was by the game of Truth or Truth, you know, or some domestic violence type stuff. So they passed on the song. And um, even if you hear the song, too, years later when I listen to it, you can kind of hear when Britney's singing, she's kind of singing in the style of if T-Boss was singing the um, verses and then Chili was singing like the beat hook like she normally do. And then the chorus would probably be like Chili singing the chorus or you know, both of them singing the chorus. So it's a little, you know, fun fact for you all there. But, um, you know, 20 years later for Britney Spears' debut album, Baby One More Time, which is now on vinyl at Urban Outfitters on Sony Music and RCA Records. And you can check out her Spotify playlist right now on uh, Spotify right now, too, people. Well, that was a great cake for her. And I know what you'll do is um, I'll get a notification from YouTube in the mornings showing how you did a whole last <laughs> video and reactions to it. So I'm just waiting on that. But I, I liked how you went up for Britney Spears. Actually, no, because I actually just... Um, <laughs> 
Shout out to RCA. They just told me to just do the plug on here. So we're just doing the plug on the show. So, okay. <laughs> so you're not going to make the um, YouTube video for clicks and views and likes and whatnot. You know that adds up and that's how you get your Google ah. checks. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure I'll get the notification in the morning. Uh, oh, my goodness. Um, so... <laughs> So, um, last week, everybody, <laughs> so y'all know we did the Surviving R. Kelly show, everybody, we, we did. did. Yeah, it was a good two or three, what, three hours, I think. Uh, it was. Almost three hours. Well, yeah, almost close to it. We pushed it, but you know what? It was all in good fun. It was all in good education and stuff like that, people. Um, someone said to me, though, that we, um, we took it too lightly in some segments where we just joked and stuff like that. Oh, now, that, that was their reaction? Now, here's the thing, people. Like we said, throughout the show, you got to listen throughout the show, show. Don't just pick and choose stuff. We said at the very start of the show and in between some of the segments, too, that we actually, you know, we're not victim shaming and we actually, you know, feel for a lot of the people that's, you know, with this going on because this is a very real thing. But we just had some questions and concerns. And just like everybody else, we're questioning and concerning some of these parenting skills just like you would so you know it's not that we're making light of it we just joke you know because it's a very heavy subject so sometimes you gotta put a little lightness into it just to not make it so heavy. but you know yeah i mean the shit was already heavy enough but it's one bitch that i um, really don't feel sorry for and i guess we gonna go ahead and talk about her miss uh-huh. andrea kelly now, bitch, what is really good? Now, Reggie, I'm going to have to retract my statement about feeling sorry for her ass. Yes. Now, it would just seem to me that every time your ass heard a snippet of an R. Kelly song, <clears throat> you know, your PS, your PTSD would kick in and the memories of you being hogtied and chained up <laughs> down to the basement, him starving you out for days, damn near making you lose your baby, you you know, attempting to, to jump off a step off the 78th floor of a Chicago high-rise building to take your own life, I would just assume that all of those type of feelings would resurface. But nah, bitch, not your ass. You up here singing happy people for your goddamn life. You talk about, that's my baby daddy. Ow, 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 ow. Bitch, I'm like, what? So... You say that, you know, I can talk about him if I want to, um, but you can't talk about him. And then you out here changing the words to the songs of happy people. You changing the words to evil people. You know, that's got me all the way fucked up, bitch. And Reggie, it's, I don't know about you, but I, I got I got some questions for her. And Andre Kelly, let me say this to you, bitch. The evil person is the motherfucker that you married. The one that had you pissing and shitting in bump buckets. Squatting down in kitty litter to piss and shit and eating Karina puppy child served over a nice bowl of risotto, bitch. I mean, and that was when you was allowed to eat. That's what yeah. you were saying to me. It's the same nigga that was fucking 14-year-old little girls in the house where you and your kids were upstairs, trapped in the closet. It wasn't allowed to come out. Now, bitch, that's the evil person. And then as inside the injury, you get yet on another live after this video video of you singing happy people after that surfaces, you cussing us out and defending his punk ass. Now, Reggie, she knows that out of everyone on that fucking docuseries that claimed to be R. Kelly's victim, they were going to go digging and searching through her lives, her social media accounts, her feeds, her threads, and every fucking thing else the most. Because 
throughout of all of this shit that was going on with R. Kelly, everybody always wondered where the fuck she was. So, bitch, I don't give two big black ass fucks. You know, if you sing the happy people, if that shit was in 2017 or the year 1819 BC, you have been going on this worldwide tour. Every time I see you, you cross my HD on the view, on the yeah. reel, on the talk, ABC, NBC, crying and snotting like Battle Davis giving her best dramatic role <laughs> in Fences. Talking yeah. about all the gruesome ass shit that R. Kelly did to you for years. And then you get mad when people pour all your tea back on you. I'm like, Reggie, bitch, please come on yeah. now. Let this be the last time that I see you for this year in the year 2019. And Reggie, you know most often I'm an advocate for people sitting up in those Airbnbs with the gala cooking pancakes, eggs and bacon, <laughs> eating a little fresh fruit, crying in her big black ass bosom. But yeah. girl, you know when people are at least trying to act like they want to heal and do the work. But bitch, if I see you up there on your on your yonder, I'ma know something. So you know you're gonna be just like I see his ass, bitch. You ain't come to do no goddamn work. You just here to come to be seen on TV with a yonder van zan. So I'ma tell you, yes, Jackie, you wanna be famous. I'ma tell you this, <laughs> bitch. Go somewhere. Sit the fuck down somewhere, get the real healing and the help that you need. And we don't want to see you no more for 2019. Reggie, you were the one that told me about that video. And yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. Like you said, we even touched on a little bit doing our show. And then I kind of, you know, laughed it off. And then on Monday, that video surfaced. You, she was singing for her fucking life. Like, yes, and let me play the video for you all too, just in the background, so y'all can just hear it and just hear what she said at the beginning of the damn video too. Yeah, yeah. Come through, come through, come through, say Yes, that is my baby daddy playing in the background. What y'all about? Turn right to I-285 South. Question. And she proceeds to turn it up. Happy people! Turn up, bitch, up as loud as it can go. Yeah. said Monique when this show you know when the docuseries came out or documentary came out yeah. you know we knew that we we're going to have some things come up where people are going to be like okay we just want to investigate some of these people real quick because I mean maybe that's when Robert Sylvester started you know surviving lies but you know we were just trying to figure out okay why so many I didn't even listen I didn't watch the video I just said you know apparently there's a video of, you know Andre out here singing R. Kelly in the car making you know listen to the Tom Tom to give her directions and then still you know turn the cranking the music up and stuff like that I'm and like, bitch, as long as you lived in Atlanta bitch you don't know how to get places exactly so I'm the, you know there yeah <laughs> so I'm just appalled that you know you out here just you know going up for him in 2017 
And then the very few months later in 2018, here you are, like Monique said, you're on The View, you're on, you know, ABC News, you're on Roland Martin in the morning on TV One in Spring Hill, um, <laughs> in Silver Spring, Maryland. you on The View and everything else, crying and carrying up the storm, crying off your MAC makeup or your Fashion Fair makeup, looking like it came from the Dollar General because it's all purplish and stuff. I'm just like, look, I don't know if I can fend for these tears no more because you're crying up a storm on the show and stuff like that, making us feel bad, but you still going up for him now. I don't know if you got a little, you know, a little syndrome in you too, where you, you know, feel like sometimes you got to revert back to you being chained down to the basement, you know, eating dog challenge shit. So, you know. Why this shit pissing and shit and killing that a bitch, what? <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I, like I said, it would just seem to me that every time you heard a snippet of R. Kelly song, bitch, your PTSD would kick all the way to fuck in. And yeah, you should be, be twitching. Like, yeah, you should yeah. be pants out or something, like crying just uncontrollably, whatever. But you have singing happy people of all songs. Happy fucking people. I know you stepping in the name of love, too, in your dance classes. You know what? So, Andrea, you're canceled at this present moment. We're not going to hear no more tears from you. So, we just don't want to hear or see it. We're just good off of that right now. Because, <sighs> and you who. Yeah, bitch, yo, yo ass is canceled for 2019. Like I said, go somewhere, bitch. Get the real hope that you need. Even your goddamn daughter got on, you know, even your goddamn daughter was all over social media and all that talking about how much of a monster he was. You know, you ain't seeing her out here dancing and shit and jigging and shit and doing a wop. <laughs> you know, the happy people in backyard party and fiesta. You ain't, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah. again, it just contradicts everything that you were saying. Like, nobody is negating. I do believe you went through those things, but then you get up here and cuss us out because everybody brings up your <laughs> past. Like, you had to know you out of every motherfucker on that goddamn docuseries, you was the bitch that they was going to come for the most. The rest of them bitches nobody knew about, nobody cared about. But your ass, you knew that they was going to come for you, and they was going to come for you real good, bitch. Yes. So, uh, his daughter, it, her name is Joanne Kelly, but she goes by Buku Abi. so I guess she, um, she transitioned her life somewhere else um, to another atmosphere. But um, she posted a very lengthy now, people. She posted this on Instagram stories. Now, she had to copy and paste this out of the notes because that would be too much to type out in Instagram stories when you're trying to make a post. It was so worth, worth you know, so wordy and so lengthy. I had to screenshot it and read it at a later date because I'm like, look, this is too much shit to read right now. I'm trying to read it in 20 seconds. So I'm good right now. So I just screenshot it and waited until um, I had to, you know, dissect what she was trying to say. But she started off the um, story that came out on Thursday. She started off the letter or her, you know, little... Uh, post saying before I start I just want, to, want it to be known that I am speaking from the heart nothing I say or do not say is okay I don't know what you're trying to say uh, her father is R. Kelly before I just start I, mean, <laughs> start I just want it to be known that I am speaking from the heart nothing I say or do not say is to hurt any party <laughs> regarding this or bitch you wrote that letter with you Taser <laughs> Lloyd Mayweather bitch did all three of y'all sit down and write that fuck shit Okay. <laughs> to the people that I feel I should be speaking up a, slash against everything is that is going on right now, I just want you all to understand that devastated is an understatement for all that I current I feel currently. <laughs> so she, I don't know where she got her um, English lessons from. She didn't take communication skills. 
Um, Maybe that fuck ass old ass lady from that <laughs> school town that bitch had to read and write. <laughs> she oh. said, anyone that knows me personally or has been following me throughout the years knows that I do not have a knows that what? Knows that I do not have a relationship with my father, nor do I speak on him or on his behalf. I am not fond of dealing with my personal issues or personal life through social media, but I feel things are starting to get out of hand. Well, bitch, no duh. Um, starting- <laughs> bitch, they've been out of hand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she then says that she um, discussed how reminders of how terrible my father is and how we should be speaking up against him. Real comments about my family fabricating me, my siblings, and our mothers part, etc., does not help my family. Girl, learn some punctuation because I'm trying, I'm confused now with these. Okay. Does not help my family, and it parentheses, me, my sister, my brother, and my mother in our healing process. The same monster that you are confronting about my, about, confronting me about is my father. I am well aware of who and what he is. I grew up in that house. Well, tell us more. Uh, then she ended the statement by thanking her family supporters for helping them through what she has said is a difficult time. She said, family, friends, followers, fans, etc. I love you guys to pieces. You, Your love is appreciated and always will be. Now, she got fans. What she do to have fans? Yeah, none of this makes sense. I guess the, the long story short is um, I guess, you know, she doesn't support her dad and she I guess is not in agreement with the things that he did and what I guess came out on this documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and that she's estranged from him too. Um, and that's what's been the interesting part too. Cause like we said last week, you know, for years, we didn't know R. Kelly had a child until like he held a little baby in the I wish video. So we didn't know what number of child that was, but um, y'all know R. Kelly has three kids, his two daughters, and then one of his daughters um, transitioned to a boy. Um, yeah, I was gonna say now is this that young lady? Uh uh-uh, uh, this is a different one. <laughs> okay. Well he actually has more than three. He has several oh, yeah. that um went to the laboratory, if yeah. you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so um then that's when um something else came out. So it just was so many continuous things. And then actually the other night too, it happened to be R. Kelly's birthday. I think that was one of the nights when the show premiered or the last part of the series came on or something like that it was R. Kelly's birthday. He was in Chicago at a club, um, singing the first part to Bump and Grind. You know, um, I'm like, sir, it's not appropriate. He just don't, it just shows how invincible he think he is where he just don't give a fuck. He said, you know, fuck everything that people are saying right now in the streets or on the you know shows and stuff like that. I'm like, this nigga think he's invincible until the criminal charges come back. He, he, Bill Cosby thought he was invincible, but look at where he is now. Yeah, there, like you said, have been several things that have surfaced about yeah. R. Kelly since this um, Lifetime docuseries. So apparently, I mean, this is nothing new. We're not surprised. Um, R. Kelly obviously was not pleased with the docuseries. You know, reports say, blogs say, that he did not watch the docuseries. However, um, he was not impressed by any means with this docuseries. Oh, in fact, he states that the majority of those women that were on that docuseries, he didn't even know. (laughs) That's some shit for your ass. He said that he didn't know the other half that he did know or the few that he did know, they either had some personal type of vendetta against him um, 
or they were upset with him because um, their careers didn't go and take off the way they wanted it to go and take off. So he was going to uh, release a Facebook page called Surviving Lies. And so this Facebook page was to kind of smear um, the reputations of, um, you know, those some of those women like Asante McGee, Lisa Van Allen, um, you know, those girls that were on the Dr. series. But then I guess Facebook ended up shutting that whole thing down. I don't even think it was up 24 hours. And they just kind of said something along the lines of, um, you know, the things that were on that, that, that Facebook page did not align with the values you know, of, of, of Facebook, you know, they did not condone the things that he was saying and doing on this page. Then there's a video that surfaces with Jocelyn Savage. Who else? Jocelyn Savage. Um, uh, I call her Ezekiel, but the girl, the um, Clarence or whatever the last Clarence. names are. As, yeah. Asriel. Um, and, yeah, and yeah, they were, um, you know, pretty much front and center stage at um, one of his, well, several of his concerts that there was video, you know, footage popping out. And I guess that was him trying to make it seem like, you know, these girls don't look scared. You know, mm-hmm. they certainly don't look like they're being held hostage against their will, this, that, and the third. Then they state um, that R. Kelly um, has been <laughs> having all these panic attacks. Um, one was to the point that it was so serious, it led him to actually go to the hospital and had to seek medical treatment. Um, you know, then there was something about, you know, he's hiding out in Chicago and Trump Towers and um, the police were sent to, to that residence at Trump Towers because of suspicion that he was, again, holding um, girls hostages, young girls hostages, but um, the police made no arrest because it couldn't be proven. So then there was something else. I know you and I were talking last night. Something else came out about him losing um, or that studio mm-hmm. in Chicago. He owes yeah. like numerous amounts of money. And that's the nigga Reggie y'all need to be going after <laughs> going after for HOA dues. But anyway, um, you know, he hadn't paid, I guess, the rent maybe on that building, you know, in months or whatever the case may be. But, you know, again, I just don't understand. You have been in that studio for years. Why don't you own the building? Like, there is no reason why, you know, you should be getting kicked out. But there has been a lot of things going on with Mr. Cadley since that docuseries, I kind of thought that we were going to kind of do that, you know, that show, kind of do a recap, and we were kind of kind of going to be done with it. And yeah. said, Kelly, bitch, you surprised us. <laughs> you know, all <laughs> these things that have been going on with R. Kelly since. So I'm a little tired of talking about R. Kelly. Exactly. We got my Kardashian list, but it's because the story is so refreshed and so rehashed with so much that's going on. It just makes you think like, well, damn, you know, what else could be possibly coming up soon? So just to piggyback off what you were saying about, you know, the studio and stuff like that. So um, the studio um, is $8,000 square foot studio. Uh, it's on the market for an asking price of under $4 million. The real estate listing states that the property is fully rented with a high profile tenant paying nearly $23,000 a month. The tenant who isn't named currently has eight years left on the 10 year lease with rent increasing to five, at 5% per year. Um, 
and it's that he um, was given permission um, to modify the existing recording studio to meet the specific needs. Um, but he just hasn't been paying. It was almost at one point $167,000 in back rent. Um, I just also allowed the owner to take possession of the property for a period to put a whole order. Um, so it's just a lot where, again, you don't know what type of documents he was signing because the nigga can't read and write. So we don't know if he signed, you know, a, a goofy napkin order or something like that or, you know, something just silly where he just signed away his life and thought that he had this property that he could he could make a lot of money off this property with a lot of people in Chicago. He could have had everyone in Chicago recording in the studio, like Chance the Rapper, his brother Taylor Bennett. He could have had Kanye, could have been doing stuff early in the years when he was in Chicago, or Common, or anybody. He could have had everybody running out of the studio and could have made his money back from that. But you having people in this um, hostage and shitting in buckets and stuff with that urine smell and poop smell all in the air, no one's going to record there. So, no wonder why you were letting people in because you got people hiding, you know, moving curtains and shit like they cast with the ghost and having, you know, the clearance, you know, throwing rocks and pebbles and shit at the window to try to get their daughter attention. It's just so much back history and so much dirt with that studio now. Nobody's going to want to buy that studio off the market unless it's completely torn down. They might redevelop it into, I want to say, a school or something, but it's just like no one wants to touch that studio right now and it's going to be a while probably before it's off the market unless someone just buys it just to turn it into something else but the backstory behind that studio now is just nasty and you don't have no money to even pay for it to upkeep it you couldn't pay for your house so you know you nigga, why'd you living at the trump tower exactly like that's more rent like this nigga well he's not smart you know he's a Again, you know, he's the genius in the songwriting department on certain aspects, but other than that, he just, you know, he ain't bright, he ain't got it all the way there. It's just something that just ain't quite right about him. And we should have known this too. So, y'all know, you know, in the um, documentary we touched on this last week, where we talked about how he was, you know, molested as a child, you know, when they mentioned that in this um, show and stuff like that. Well, his brother, Carrie, you know, they had this long-standing relationship where, you know, he tried to frame him for being in the video and tried to say that, you know, you take this money, you get this one album deal, then we'll go ahead and, you know, we just, you know, put it all away and you'll do the jail time and I'll be the one still living my best life. Well, Carrie said no, which he should have. But let Bruce tell it. Bruce said he should have took the money and ran. But I'm like, look. Just... <laughs> and nigga would have been rich to this motherfucking day, according to Bruce. Exactly. Rich over a hundred thousand dollars, I guess. But um so Carrie appeared on Unwind with Tasha K um radio and, and and revealed that their older sister Teresa Kelly molested them for six years when she was left in charge after their mother went to work. So remember I told y'all R. Kelly was so in love with his mother that when she was um uh, cut the Danish, that's what he said in the video, the Danish. He didn't say uh, you know, a bear claw or a donut, he said a Danish. <laughs> and cut the Danish with the white plastic knife. And then she she'll make them coffee in the morning, put two sugars and three creams or something like that, like she had the fucking Dunkin' Donuts. And she'll put uh, she'll sit, take a sip of the uh cup and give it to them. And he would turn the cup to the lipstick stain. He said it was cheap lipstick. The cup to the cheap lipstick stain part of the um, cup and sit from that very part. Now, that's when you know it's a crazy motherfucker to begin with. Like you said, that picture when he was the class picture, him sipping the, the coffee from the stain part of the lips um, from the cup. And apparently this shit that was going on with his sister. 
And, so she, and that that video was a little disturbing to me. First of all, something is wrong with all of them. Yes. That's just it's just it's just the given facts. I have to something wrong with the mama because I went there for one. Why your kids drinking motherfucking coffee? First of all, at that young of age. And then second of all, I wouldn't dare drink off of a cup, leave my lipstick print on the cup, and then give it to Jaden. And, um, you know, allow him to drink from the same part of the cup because I know he likes to do it. That is that is not normal. That no. is beyond bizarre. That is, it's just, oh, it's just nasty. It's just, exactly. You know, I don't know if the mother maybe was molested by somebody. It, it's just crazy. It, it had to be a change somewhere for all of this to be looked or just swept under the rug. And then, so- yeah, Carrie was stating because Tasha K, she asked him, you know, well, why, why didn't your sister molest Bruce? And I guess, you know, for all general purposes, I guess it kind of makes sense. He says that, you know, Bruce was like one year younger than her. So, mm-hmm. you know, she probably knew that she couldn't get away with it with him. But then you have R. Kelly and then um, you have Carrie. And Carrie said he was like 10 years younger than her. So, mm-hmm. you know, I guess, you know, they were younger. They were more prone to do what she stated because, you know, she was babysitting them and watching them. But then, you know, he also... He kind of insinuated that he felt like the R. Kelly may have liked, you know, being intimate with his sister. Because if listening to him, he stated that, you know, he would always, when they were at, at home alone with her, he always wanted to go outside because he knew if he mm. stayed in the house, he knew what it was going to lead to. And, like, you know, the, some of the things he stated she had them doing was, you know, eating her pussy, you know, mm. and, she was, you know, jacking them off and, you know, shit like that. And he said, you know, when, when he was at home, his ass was, you know, breaking the door down, trying to get out. He said, but R. Kelly loved to stay in the house. You know, he was like, he just couldn't understand why. Like, why would you want to stay in the house? You know what's going to happen if you stay in the house with her. Exactly. Like, she said he never wanted, he stated that he never wanted to go outside. It was almost like he wanted, you know, and enjoyed <laughs> having that type of relationship with her. Yeah. But then the other disturbing part was when he kind of talks about his relationship with her daughter. Did you hear how he was talking about that her daughter, which is his niece, their niece was in love with him and she was in love with him the way in the way that a niece should not be in love with their uncle and he had to move out his own house because the niece was coming on them. I was like, okay, bitch, none of this sounds right. And see, we thought you was the motherfucker out of all the guy that had the goddamn sense. But when he started talking like that, I was like, okay, something is wrong with every last one of them. Where's God's motherfucking daddy? Exactly. Like it's all all pervert all it's just so much going on with this. So in one of the parts in the interview he recounted um the you know everything that was going on like that. He said that um she would punish Teresa would punish one brother at a time for petty reasons so that they could stay inside with her. And he said that she just took my head and put it down in her private part. She told me to lick her private part. Of course I didn't know what I was doing at six years old. She was like, Stick your tongue out, stick your tongue out. Lick it, lick it, lick it hard, lick it fast. And then... Teresa must have been an ugly bitch with a goddamn dry-ass Jerry Curl, big old big bitch. And yeah. no niggas in Chicago, bitch. What? 
let me find out Kaya got the lyrics from you real quick. Um, so <laughs> so um then she said that um and then she started giving me oral sex with her mouth. So she turned around and laid me down and she sat on me now. Yeah, mm. And she took her hand and grabbed my private part and she put it in. Well, damn, what in the nastiness is going on with y'all? And he said that he hasn't spoken to his sister since his mother passed a couple of years ago and that his mother knows nothing of the abuse because he was afraid he'll be blamed. But and then yeah. I didn't get, you know, but then I didn't get how it came. And then it was one part of the interview where he was talking about, like, she moved almost like an hour away from them. And I'm mm-hmm. like, bitch, almost an hour, bitch, that won't far enough for me. But, you know, had you done something like that to me, bitch, uh, you moving an hour away could never be far enough for me. But he was saying something about, you know, because Tasha K was asking, well, like, well, do you have any contact with her, you know, with her children, you know, with her, you know, with her family that she have kids this and the third. And mm-hmm. that's what he was talking about. Like one of the last times she had reached out to him was when his son got shot and it was all over the news and mm-hmm. he called her. Oh, well, she called him and he states, you know, he kind of told her, well, you know, I don't want you, you know, calling me like, you know, don't call me. And then she flipped it on him and was like, well, don't you call me. And I was like, bitch, what? Like, none of this makes sense. And then all of a sudden he goes into how her daughter, how she had put her daughter out. The daughter wanted to know her family. So the daughter came to live with him. And the daughter was in, and I had, and I had to explain to her, I'm your uncle. I'm your uncle. And you was loving me how a niece should not be loving an uncle. I was like, bitch, what? Yeah. (laughs) So it's just, uh, so that whole situation was just very, you know, disturbing, very telling. Cause like, well, damn, someone needs to write a whole book or we, we might need that document or that biopic on BET or something, but you know, at the same time, it's like it's so much darkness and hurt with the whole Kelly name in general with everybody, even the kids, R. Kelly's kids, the niece, the everybody. Yeah, like, bitch. Oh, yeah, I whole mean, I'm like, God damn, bitch. I mean, even Teresa Kelly, your ass must be a uh, <laughs> uh, ooga booga, bitch. Yeah. Even Gabby got a goddamn man. Bitch, what? What are you exactly. doing? For you to have to do that with your brothers, like, what in the, like, you couldn't find a, a street nigga at the McDonald's or something, or pick up a little boy at McDonald's like your brother and just, you know, it's, it's just, it, but it makes a lot of sense too, but then it also makes you wonder too, if R. Kelly has, you know, been touched or molested by not just, you know, his sister or other you know, family members, but was, was it male, you know, family members? Cause it makes you wonder, because I've been telling y'all this on the show since forever, because I remember I heard it, it was a transvestite on Winnie Williams' show um, years ago in Chicago on her radio show, who came, uh, called in, uh, said that, you know, she was sleeping with this, uh, uh, this R&B singer out of Chicago, who was paying her money to keep quiet of stuff that she knew about and that, you know, if she said something about it, that he was going to offer. And we heard R. Kelly, you know, say that, or we heard people say that he, you know, threatened people's lives on the show before or hurt, you know, threatened people's lives and, you know, the recording studio and whatnot. 
Yeah, so. and bitch, and you know, this is all for fun and jokes and, and shits and giggles. But bitch, I told you, you know, that docu-series came on again last night. And when I was trying to, let me say to you, Comcast, fuck you with a big-ass <laughs> black fucking dick, bitch. Don't have no goddamn WeTV. So, um, <laughs> we changed our cable service, uh, my husband did, from Dish Network to Comcast. And so, last night when I got home, I was like, oh, rushing. I was like speeding, trying to get home so I could see love after lockup. Get upstairs, um, get upstairs. Because, you know, you guys know I do the show from my office, um, you know, at home. And typically on the TV in here, I could typically only use a fire stick and get Netflix and things like that. Um. But now that we have Comcast, I have full cable service in here. So this is my little sanctuary. Jaden and my husband, they're not allowed in here. So I'm in here. I'm, like I said, running lights, running stop signs and shit, trying to get here <laughs> to get um, to get here to see um, Love at the Lockup. Come to find out it's stating that, um, you know, we don't have that in our package. So when I called Comcast this morning, because the call last night, they were closed. Come to find out WeTV and the Upstation, and I think it was True true something else, a few other stations, they did not renew their contracts with Comcast. Mm -hmm. So I would not be able to, I have to find love after lock lock up (laughs) somewhere, some way, somehow. But I said all of that to say, what was, why was I saying that I, um, oh, I was saying it because, again, this is all for shits, giggles, and things like that. But, you know, the docuseries came on again last night. And so as I was watching it, because we were trying to get everything straight with WeTV trying to find it, whoever that person was, that their voice was distorted, bitch, yeah. they sounded like motherfucking Big Freedas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so. I'm not saying that it is her or him. I'm not saying that at all. When you said um, transvestite, <laughs> that just <laughs> made me think yeah. about that. And I told you that last night. I was like, yeah. I've been trying to pinpoint this voice. This yeah. voice sounds familiar. Sounds like Big Freeze. And, and I'm pretty <clears throat> sure that it is not him. I'm pretty sure that it's not her. But it just sounds like that. But, you know, again, like you said, it just, there is no telling who this nigga was doing what with. So. Yeah. And the um, girl, well, uh, the transvestite was saying on the show, on Wendy Williams' radio show, that uh, she didn't say R. Kelly, but we knew who it was because uh, Wendy insinuated the story to R, and she said, mm. and then she said it was not an R&B singer that's out of Chicago that would do things with R. Kelly, too, with these little boys that would pick up off the basketball court in Chicago. Now, that all circled back to me because, remember, I told y'all about this years ago, too, on the show. And then it was starting to make sense because y'all remember when Dominique, before she got to the cult, she was a very lovely looking girl, nice pressed hair, very girly and everything. Then we see her in the video with Jocelyn, you know, pramping you know, from the streets of LA and Beverly Hills and shit. She got on some balling shorts, a long ass white tee like she in the oh, I, I like them video from, you know, Franchise Boys. Then she got the um the <laughs> basketball the franchise boy. hair. Then she got the, you know, the mohawk, or not even the mohawk, but the fade, t- high top and stuff like that. And which they report that he made her do that. That wasn't something she did by choice. Yeah. It was something she did by force. Exactly. All tatted up and stuff like that. Like, she like a little nigga. Like a little straight boy. So that make you think, okay, he, does he have this infatuation with little boys too? Or he want his girls to have that look of a little boy? 
and stuff like that. But then at the same time, it was bro on the street that he was almost kind of disowning his daughter that turned into a boy. So it was just, it's just so much going on with this whole Kelly name in general. Y'all just need a whole season and y'all fits my life because something ain't right with your life at all. Yeah, but Andrea Kelly, you better get your ass up there because like I said, bitch, I'm going to know something. Exactly, exactly. And then his a lawyer, his attorney, I'm surprised he's still on the payroll, but um, could, I guess he's getting paid in trident layers, but he got on Good Morning America on like Friday. Counterfeit money orders, but we'll get on that later. Go ahead. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so in an interview with Lindsay Davis, his <laughs> <laughs> his attorney Stephen Greenberg uh, defended his client against the allegations raised in the surviving R. Kelly documentary that aired on Lifetime. He says, we know what happened and we know those things didn't happen. The man was not operating a harm or a sex cult or holding people hostage or anything like that. He also said he hopes his client will sue Lifetime for defamation because people shouldn't be able to do this to someone. Well, nigga, we, it's been all in the headlines for 25 years. So then he also denies that um, his client ever had any sexual relationships with anyone under the age or legal age of consent. When asked about his marriage to Aaliyah when the singer was just 15 years old, um, Mr. Greenberg said that it was true that they were married, but he defended his client on the point as well. He says he was married to her when she was 15. Elvis was married to Priscilla, referencing when Elvis Presley was uh, married to Priscilla, who was 14, mm-hmm. when they the 21 they married. So then they uh, was pushed and said, well, but so then 15 is not the age of legal consent. So then Greenberg said, right. But he said, except that my understanding is that she did not claim to be 15 and in the order to get married, she had to lie about her age. So then that's when the interviewer said when he was lying um, that he had no idea or he was saying that he had no idea. And he said no idea. So then he also says that, um, you know, that he basically that she lied about her age. Um, Remember, you talked about the interview on BET when they were just, you know, friends and stuff like that. And they're saying that in the 1992 single, she's got that um, she's got that vibe in which she proclaims, "Little cute Aaliyah's got it." And I was like, "Let me go back and listen to that song," but I'm not trying to stream the R. Kelly song. And I too. do, I will, yeah, I do because it, it, at the end of the song, that was his very first single, yeah, with public announcement, and at exactly. the very end of the song, phase out, yeah, um, you know, Joanne's got it, Monique's got it. Little cute Aaliyah's got it. Exactly. I remember that. I was like, exactly. I want to have that. You know, because again, I, we didn't know nothing about him then. Exactly. So you're talking about little cute Aaliyah's got it in 92. She had been 14. Or, oh, goodness. Robert. And you know, and I'm, I'm sorry, you know, again, I'm, I'm 38. So obviously I've made it past the age of 14. I've made it past the age of 15. And I've also made it past, past the age of, of 18. There is no way that at 14, I looked like I was 18. At 15, I didn't look like I was 18. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Now yeah. I'm 38 now, bitch, and I look like I'm 23. But <laughs> I'll digress. It's <laughs> another topic and another subject and a whole other ass show for your ass. <laughs> but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, at age 14, there's no way that I look like I was 18. Yeah. It just the two just don't make sense. Exactly. So. <sighs> It's just, you know, a whole situation right now. You know, now I'm getting my Benjamin Button on and I'm aging backwards. But I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> back in 1994, I didn't look like 1998. How about that? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's it just, you know, again, one of those things where it's just, 
that you know it's just a whole everything is all really making sense now that we again for whatever reason just stepped under the rug back then just not really paying attention to it and now that it's like we got these clear adult minds and older minds now and all this coming out it's like well fuck he was a very sick ass motherfucker to be so bold and say Aaliyah's got it because nobody's name was Aaliyah in the 90s. It was only one Aaliyah. You didn't hear no baby's names Aaliyah's until Aaliyah became a, ce- a celebrity herself. Yeah. It only had to be one Aaliyah. It's, oh, nigga. My goodness. So, now everybody's coming out. You know, we talked about this last week as well, how we just mentioned that um, how some of these celebrities going to talk about, you know, these um them working with R. Kelly and stuff like that, or you know, Dream Hampton, who's the producer of the documentary, said that she called on certain celebrities to be a part of the documentary, but then want to be up there like Mary J. Blige, um, um, Jay Z. Of course, Jay Z wasn't going to be there because I mean, he Ty Ty pepper sprayed him in the hallway at the Madison Square Garden, so of course he was going to come. But um, shout out to Rock Nation. But anyway, so now you know a lot of artists are starting to speak up about denouncing them working with R. Kelly at one point in time. So Lady Gaga, who y'all know, um, and it's it's kind of sad too because that song was a good song too. It was called Do What You Want. It was on her Art Pop album back in 2013. And first I was a little weird because like, okay, Gaga working with R. Kelly, given R., you know, Gaga's history with you know sexual abuse and things like that. But she said that she was at a time too in her mind where she, you know, had that you know, that, you know, kind of like, I guess, PTSD, if you will, where she, you know, went to work with this guy because he was such a genius in music, but in her mind, she kind of knew about the allegations, but she just thought that, you know, it wasn't, you know, serious as we make it to be, or that it really is to be. So, she wrote this letter saying that, um, that, um, let me see what she put here. Um, she said, I stand behind these women 1,000%. What I am hearing about this about the allegations against R. Kelly is absolutely horrifying and defensible. I made both the song and the video at a dark time in my life. I think it's clear how explicitly twisted my thinking was at the time. Um, so they also did the video, too, with Terry Richardson, who's a um, big photographer and director. But even he got a little, there's some, you know, claims that he's been doing some things, too. Um, when it comes to sexual harassment, sexual abuse, and stuff like that. So that's when um, the video just didn't come out at all. But a a snippet of it leaked a couple of years ago, but it still hasn't been released to this day. And maybe for good reason, too. But, you know, they did the performance at the American Music Awards where she was Marilyn Monroe and he was the president. Um, And the songs, you know, called Do What You Want With My Body. But it's basically just saying, do what you want with my mind or you can have... Because she mentioned it in the interview, too, where she was like, back in the day, she said, it's basically, you know, you can't control my mind. And me and R. Kelly had an interesting conversation. And we're both, you know, genius in the art world and stuff like that. So, you know, they can take our, you know, take our bodies and do what they want with it. But they can't take our hearts. They can't take our minds. And they can't take our creativeness and all that. So it made sense then. But then when you think about it now, it's like, okay maybe he wrote his part in a different type of way too because he's a twisted motherfucker we learned that with some of the songs he wrote Omarion's came out and said too because I know B2K is going back on tour with the Millennium Tour and he said that after this tour he would not be performing or B2O I don't know about other people but he said he would not be performing bump 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 
or girlfriend or any of the records that R. Kelly wrote for the group. Now, keep in mind, R. Kelly wrote Bump, 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 which was the number one hit for them. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like... I guess we'll put them on that. Yeah, and then he did Girlfriend. Again, a song catered to little girls talking about girlfriend. And then he did, I believe he wrote What a Girl Wants Too, which was the other single off of that Pandemonium album as well. So, um, and then he did Clubbing for Marcus Houston. And remember, Raz B said Marcus Houston played Touch and Go with him too. So, you know, it's just all the <laughs> circle again to sexual abuse and sexual harassment and underage people. It's, just, it's like what's going on. So, um, again, we haven't heard from Jennifer Hudson, you know, Helena Hudson, because y'all know she's been going up ever since um, Where You At that she came out with her single from 2012 ever since that started getting a little viral sensation so people started singing that last line of the song Liver, and then she wanted to go hollering on thinking about that too it's- yeah and then you know she has I told you she has another single that yeah. actually plays sometimes on Heart and Soul on um, Sirius XM and it's a fast song and this um, song is called It's Your World and both of them actually sing um, verses on yeah. the song so yeah she hasn't mentioned anything about it yet. And then on the other day, on I have this playlist, and then the other day, you know, it's like my inspirational playlist and stuff like that when I'm getting ready for work and just to, you know, refresh and, you know, get all, you know, together and stuff like that. And then on Shuffle came Whitney Houston's I Look To You. I was like, damn, because this is a really good song, but shit, I got to hit skip right now because, huh. I don't know. So it, it makes even some of the inspirational songs that he wrote that were very inspirational that for other artists you know in that general um, fact. It just makes it all like weird now in a way, but damn it, Robert. So that's all that we have this week so far on Mr. R. Kelly. Um, cause I'm pretty sure by next week or even after we do this show, like it did last week. Something that's going to come up too. And speaking of surviving R. Kelly, so we got to put someone on blast too. This is the Torrey. So Torrey was all up in the interviews because remember, he interviewed R. Kelly about him liking underage girls and stuff like that. And he would just, you know, make being all hypocritical in interviews like, oh, so you like little girls or what's the age of underage and stuff like that. And, you know, and here he go the whole time. So. At the documentary aired last week, he made an appearance on the Clubhouse with Mouse Jones podcast, along with um, fellow journalist Jamila, um, can't remember her last name, uh, discuss R. Kelly. So the show posted an advertisement for the appearance on his Instagram account, and in the comments, a young woman named Danny alleged that Tori has sexually harassed her in the past. So she's a makeup artist that goes by the name Danny Makeup on Instagram, and she explained that she worked with Torrey every Monday on the show during 2017. She said that he could not stop asking her lewd and inappropriate questions, including if she would do anal, how she looked naked, what it would be like to fuck her, and what it would look like on her face. So he got some way about him, too. So every Monday, I used to work with him on the show in 2017. He couldn't stop asking me to do anal, how I looked naked, and if I had sex over the weekend, what it would be like to fuck me, what his cum would look like on my face. She wrote, I had to have the crew stay in the room with me while I got him ready. And when I left, I called HR. He got fired instantly. He wrote me a huge apology for me doing that in my DMs. Still have it. He did a 2020 shoot in 2018, and I was there, and he walked out. Told the producer that he was embarrassed because he was inappropriate with the staff member. He really needs to take a seat. So they're saying that 
uh, things got so bad that she asked the crew to stay in the room with her uh, and that he got fired and all that. But then um, she also says that, look, it may have not just been, you know, uh, the female's uh, makeup artist might have been the male makeup artist too. Yeah, they say that. Yeah, yeah, they 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 insinuated that. Yeah, they also was inappropriate with some with some male workers as well. And then yeah. you know a lot of people took issue with Dream Hampton. You guys know that she um, produced, um, directed this whole docu series. A lot of people take issue with her for having Charlemagne Goddess up there as yeah. well. We all know his history. We all know mm-hmm. his story about um. The, the girl yeah, the, at the party yeah the underage girl at the party mm-hmm. and something about him and this, that story is still very hazy to me very fuzzy the details of that but you know just the, the mere fact alone that um you know this girl is coming out and saying that you raped her and yeah. um, you know they say that you know he's also you know made some comments on social media I believe, you know jokingly or whatever mm-hmm. to put up some old tweets I think you know about him raping his wife or you know and stuff like yeah. that and so you know some people a lot of people take issue with Dream Hampton and her choice <laughs> of 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 men that she had speaking out against R. Kelly. When they the ones themselves. Mm-hmm. But, um, I guess you gotta say allegedly at this point but allegedly but anywho. So um and then Terry Crews was scheduled to be on uh, to do an interview with him on Thursday and Ray was all big and bold promoting the interview like I'm going to have on Thursday y'all come out and come to the interview and you know it's going to be taped live and stuff like that and then um, Terry Crews so y'all know right now you know we talked about him on the show too where he was part of the Me Too movement <laughs> one of the ones of the Me Too movement where he said that he was groped by a Hollywood agent and at a party and something like that even took his part to get him to go to you know file a lawsuit go to court and all that stuff so he retweeted the tweet and said canceled so because you know he mr me too so um he wasn't going to be part of that situation and part of that dog shit so it's like you it's just a lot that you never know people who might be doing stuff can now you know after we did the show too i think i talked about it a little bit last week too but um the drake situation so drake you know did the concert and and um he was 23 at the time. The young girl was 20, uh, was 17. He, the girl told him in the video that I'm 17, but he kept wrestling and kept kissing her and singing, you know, real smoothly turn stage and stuff like that. And so it's like, okay, do we go Drake? Because also Drake has been known to, um, what's the little girl, Billy, somebody, the little actress girl who's like 14 years old and he's giving her, you know, relationship advice and all of that stuff like that. And it's like, well, damn, I know you like 30 something years old. Um, or Millie Brown, excuse me. Her name is Millie Brown. And I'm like, sir, you, um, like 30 years old. What, why are you conversing with little 14 year olds about relationship advice or something like that? If it's not your little, the goddaughter or your niece or nothing like that. So then also remember there was like a little rumor or something that he was dating this girl who had just turned 18, that she was, he was at her graduation party or something like that, and they had like a little hookup and stuff like that. So I'm like, you know, but I guess because we got the waffle cone effect, I guess we this the one time we I guess we sweep that under the rug too. But it's just it's like so much going on. That's why I just you know, I'm the only man in my department at work, and I'm just like, look, y'all know, don't reach in for no hugs, 
I'm not shaking no hands. I'm not getting in y'all conversation about no other stuff because look, I, I we're in the 2018-2019 kind of world where I gotta keep a job and I gotta keep a good look because I'm not trying to be caught up in no stuff with y'all. So it it it, it gets <laughs> bad like that now because of all this that's going on. So even the people that you would never guess, like even the Russell Simmons stuff, I was like, well shit. We talk about Russell Simmons, but we haven't heard much about that at all. I like that shit got swept under the rug real quick. I, mean, I was going to say, I think he, yeah, that that definitely got swept under the rug. So, again, people, this is um, war that we may talk about next week because I feel like we're just going to keep talking about this, but our cup just going to get out this much promo. We're going to get out one more episode on the show just to talk about y'all. And that's it. Like, whatever else fuck shit come up, with y'all two seconds but other than that I'm exhausted it's been the whole show and a half already so I'm exhausted of talking about you Mr. Robert Sylvester so we'll we shall see later down the road what happens um, like I said by next week so Wendy Williams everybody like y'all know I talk about Wendy Williams you know she's one of the reasons why I like doing this show because I used to listen to her show all the time in Philly um, Power 99 or even when she moved to um New York, and I had to listen online to WBLS, just listen to her show. I remember I was in my college dorm listening to her show, and I was like, you know what? It'll be good. It'll be funny to make a funny website like that. So I made the website, the doc report, and talking shit about celebrities, but also being very accurate because I had some details myself on the stuff, and that's how FNL Radio got birthed. So it just, you know, was, she was kind of like one of my radio inspirations, if you will. Mm. What, oh, your radio, <laughs> radio inspiration having a hard-ass time. <laughs> yes, yeah, so y'all know uh, she's been even the week, the a few weeks ago before Christmas, she was um for whatever reason very out the blue she uh had a um what you call it a, a injury or like a tear in her uh, shoulder or something well, she, like that. Uh, uh, right, well a hairline fracture. Well, uh, yeah, first, hairline fracture. Well, first of all, let's just start off by saying this. You know, Wendy, Mister Wendell Williams. You know, she's had a lot going on lately. You know, we've yeah. all been keeping a close eye on Wendy ever since she passed out in that hot-ass Statue of Liberty get-up she wore <laughs> for Halloween about two Halloweens ago. And then, you know, rumors start swirling around that her husband, Kevin Hunter, and his sad bitch, Miss Sharina Hudson, they literally moved down the street from where um, Wendy lived, and he supposedly um, spent more time with a sad bitch than he did at home with Wendy. Then, mm-hmm. then sometime last year, she announced that she was diagnosed with Graves' disease. And for those of you who do know, those of you who don't know what Graves' disease is, it's a condition. It's a condition in which um, the immune system attacks the thyroid, your thyroid gland. Then concerns grew um, even stronger when Wendy's bizarre behaviors became apparent on national TV. She was stumbling over her words, forgetting the thoughts, and at times she appeared to be disoriented. And then all of these things kind of started after rumors kind of swirled around again that Kevin Savage was pregnant and that um, Kevin had moved out of the house with Wendy and all, and it was all over all kinds of websites and blogs and things like that. You can go to any social media, um, you know, buy the media takeout.com any everywhere you can find these things and so then there was an issue right at what the end of last year where she had an mm-hmm. issue with b scott and she served him a, a cease and desist order yeah so now like you said um 
most recently, like you said, again, around the end of December, she came out that she had been suffering from a hairline fracture. And I believe it's her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And so I guess since like Christmas Eve, since December, her show um, has been running reruns. And then her return back to the Wendy Williams show kept getting postponed, kept getting postponed. So she's set to return to her daytime TV talk show on Monday the 21st. And I hope the bitch going to go ahead and give us some tea regarding um, her shame of a marriage instead of gossiping about <laughs> other bitches and hot topics <laughs> that we could give two fucks about. So I'm hoping <laughs> she's going to go ahead and, and spread the tea and give us the tea on her shit. But on Monday, January 14th, so starting this Monday, the show will return live and it's just going to have, you know, a panel of, of various guests and they'll host until she returns on the 21st. So, you know, I know this your girl, Reggie. I, I, I know, you know, you owe FNL to her. She gave you the inspiration. But let me say this to you, Mr. Williams. <laughs> Bitch, let me tell you something. You are way too old to be out here in these streets, not to be living your best life, and to be unhappy. I'm telling yeah. you, Wendell, don't let Kevin ass and Sharina Hudson ass send your ass to an early grave. Bitch, your ass going to be casket shop. Sleeping six feet under for good, and Kevin and Miss Hudson, they're gonna be out here still walking around the streets of New York, Miami, and LA holding hands. That bitch gonna be have wearing your goddamn wigs. She's gonna be wearing <laughs> your Dollar Tree reading glasses, sitting in your seat on national TV, and sipping from your Wonder Woman mug while your ass is six feet under. Stop lying to yourself and stop lying to us about what the fuck is really going on, bitch. You know. Yeah, you better, better, yeah, better find them goddamn papers and serve Kevin ass, come to some type of amicable, amicable agreement and move on with, with what's left of the rest of your goddamn life. Now, how you doing, Miss Wendy? How you doing, Reggie? Like I said, I know that's your girl. <laughs> and I know, you know, she's your inspiration, but she got some fuck shit with her. And, and you know what? And this is the thing, too, because when her husband first went back in the day, when she was on radio and her husband was fucking around with the um, talent agent on the show because even the talent agent, her name was Nicole and she left the show because she said that he was playing, you know, touch and go with her and she was threatening to, you know, file also against the radio show. And, and we talked like, about this. Yeah, we talked about that on our show like years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and he is ugly. He is fugly. I don't understand. <laughs> what them bitches see in him? I guess he brought his spending all windy money. It, it, yeah, because that's he he manages her, and then the thing too is that even then, there was a video that came out of him fucking someone else on a tape, and Wendy was always very subtle about it. Like she finally like mentioned something about it like several years ago, probably like seven to eight years ago. She finally did an interview, but she touched on it a little bit about infidelity in her marriage and stuff like that. But she didn't go into detail. But she just basically said that you know we made it out the fire and you know we. You know, survived and all of this. And jump back into another fucking fire. Exactly. And like Monique said, like Wendy, and like we said on the show, like, you know, self-care is very important because you don't want to be stressed out and have the early, you know, meeting with the, you know, Reaper. So, you know, the thing is that Wendy, her son is now 18 at college, you know, out of home, the empty nesters. 
when this is the perfect time to just pack up and go and be like, look, deuces, I, I'm done with your shit. You're not managing me no yeah, more. Yeah, and it ain't like you don't have to prove. It ain't like you don't have to prove for me. That's exactly. got, we got the be, pictures. The, know, um, yeah, that has got to hold up in court. Some damn way. I mean, you may have to pay him a little something, but shit, bitch, giving you, you know, a <laughs> hundred thousand dollars is better than again you stuttering over your goddamn words, passing yeah. out and shit. You know what I'm saying? Being disoriented. And how you get a hairline fracture on your shoulder? That raises the question too, because it's like, hmm. But then also kind of see it from another point of view too, where you know she always said that she didn't want to be the hot topic. She just wants to report on it and just go home and live back to her normal Jersey life. But it comes to the point where, you know, sometimes, you know, when we do shows like this, where we talk about other people's shit, sometimes, you know, everybody's not as transparent. Sometimes, you know, we might have to hold back on certain things, too, just to not, you know, put all our shit out there. But when it comes to this, where it's been an eyeball situation, everybody, even though you're going to be gone next week and you come at the week following, people are going to tune in to see, okay, what is Wendy going to say? Is Wendy finally going to mention all of this? Because it's been a, a long time. Like, Wendy's usually back on the air and, like, you know, the week after Christmas, she's back on the air already. So for this to be this long at the time, it's kind of like, yeah, Richard, you gonna address this shit in your own goddamn house? Exactly. Like, it, you know, even me, I'm like, okay, Wendy, now it's about that time to just address it, put all the rest, be upfront and honest with it because you got Graves' disease, you don't need that stress, you got the thyroid situation, you don't need none of the stress at all, baby girl. So it's just time to just, just be real and just let say go and let God, bitch. Exactly, exactly. So we shall see when Wendy returns on January 21st. And in the meantime, watch the Hot Talkers panel on her show um, starting on Monday, everybody on uh, your local channel station. So check out that. And now, somewhat, another story we've been talking about on this show, people now, talking about side pieces and whatnot. Monique's pastor. Titties and ties and girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor John That Graham. is not my motherfucking pastor. <laughs> I am not a member of the Relentless Church. And let's get that straight. <laughs> God damn it. So we touched on, um, I don't want to say touched on. We talked about um, <laughs> Pastor right? last week and the week before and the week before. He's been a hot topic on this show longer than any other person. So he's been, um, he's recently, uh, his New Year's Eve, um, uh, my mom going blank. What the hell they call the uh, New Year's service? Watch night service. Watch night. Ain't so. you a pastor? Ain't you a minister? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Look, I haven't done one in a while. Shout out to, uh, <laughs> to Mount Church, though. Uh, they did have one at the Ted Constant Center again this year. Um, I didn't make it this year, though, but they did pay off people's mortgages and uh, the many electric bills and stuff like that. And it was a 90s pajama party, so they came on stage in the 90s best gear. He gave a fur coat to somebody in the audience. Who? What so, church was it? The Mount. That's, in, that's back home? Yeah. I'm going to the wrong church. What's that? <laughs> what? <laughs> I drive so, an hour or two every Sunday. <laughs> shout out to bishop kim brown but um so yeah um yeah we we talked about old pastor gray's fuck ass and this whole extravagant gift situation back in december and you guys know the story him and his wife abinger 
Uh, that that bitch love to beef back and forth and go back and forth with you niggas on social media. Because they celebrated their eighth, yeah, they celebrated their eighth year wedding anniversary, and um, you know, he gifted her a two hundred thousand dollar Lambo, and every black social media site went in on John Gray's Teletubby built ass. Um, <laughs> you know, because many niggas you know, felt it was inappropriate and it was for several different reasons. Many people questioned what the fuck is he doing with the church's money? Why did he advertise it all over social media? And then coupled with the fact that it's members in the church that are pretty much living in poverty, they broke, they destitute, but they, you know, still tithing, they giving their last, they come every Sunday, car on E, don't know how. And if they, you know, what they're going to be able to eat when they get out of church, but they still push through every Sunday just to get a word. And then, mm-hmm. you know, this nigga here, you go on social media, throwing up your wealth in these people's faces. You know, now we're finding out, which I believe a lot of us already knew, that him and him and um, Avantha, they got a plethora of issues, despite the kind of picture they tried to paint down to their own network. So this mm. Lambo, which was probably one of many of his, this is my sorry for 2018, and I just <laughs> want to be a good man gifts. Well, it turns out that the good pastor, and I use that term very, 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 very loosely, <laughs> has had a whole ass sad bitch the entire time. And is allegedly the bitch popped up pregnant. So now mm-hmm. they say Miss Evans have found out. And, she, and you know, as she liked to do, she confronted the bitch. Y'all know she loved to fuss and fight. <clears throat> and that's one that's one that's one bitch that don't know how to use her words. So, <laughs> you know, there's some then, you know, they say there's some text messages and some voicemails out here between John and the sad bitch. He telling her to erase any and all text messages between the two of them. Avatar done found out about the two of them. So, Reggie, my question to you is, why does it seem like you and your fellow seminary classmates can never seem to get it together? Vicky O'Hee and that pastor, David, <laughs> David Taylor. You know, how can we forget Bishop Eddie Long, how he R. Kelly the fuck out the little boys? Jamal yeah. Bryant, who's now the, the new pastor of New Birth, him and his harem of sad bitches and babies within the congregation. You, you raw dogging and raping the fuck out of me and Mac Gucci bed. <laughs> Google checks and now John Gray fuck ass. You know, and you know, Reggie, I've told you many times before, way deep down in my spirit, something about him never set well about never set well with me. Oh, you know, he was doing too much. The the constant gratification and the constant well, let me the constant public gratification of his wife. He always taking for her. She raising him, you know, and all this other stuff. That does you know, it's it's just it's it's bizarre. No, you know, I love my husband, you know, to death, but you don't see me doing all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think a lot of that, you know, a lot of that, you know, won't for his congregation and won't for his followers. It was the reassurance that was reassurance for Avatar that his ass, you know, to prove to her that that she was enough. You know, because his his. <laughs> Ford 150 strong built ass and Avatar knew the whole time that he got a fucking wayward dick. You know, he sat down with Trump. Mm-hmm. Now here you are, supposed to be saving souls and you are here fucking married hoes because they also say the, the sad bitch is married too. Yeah. Um. So then he want to say he got mental, mental health issues and thoughts of suicide, you know, 
sir, go check yourself in to the nearest hospital. I wouldn't advise you to go to the same one that Kanye went to. As as we can all see, nothing good came out of that. <laughs> um, but you do need to go get some help for yourself. And I don't want to see your big fat ass cross no more blogs this year. <laughs> I just want to say that. But, you know, Reggie, you know, what, what you think? Like I said, I've never had a, you know what I mean? I, you know, I, I've never, I've never, I was never impressed with him. Yeah, you know what? It just all, you know, like you said, you know, last year when he did the service, he said that, you know, he had a heavy year, he tried to commit suicide. So you want to kill yourself because you got caught cheating? Like, that's a, you're taking the easy way out. But, you know, at the same time, and I, you know, I guess Bishop T.D. Jace had to go ahead and lay hands on him and give him a little prophecy word and whatnot. But it's one of those things where it's like, you're supposed, and I know I mentioned my old pastor back in the day too, before he passed away. But it's like you're supposed to be like the man of the house of the, you know, the Lord, you know, trying to make everybody else feel better, trying to, you know, bring life and joy and, you know, pray for other people. If you're doing all this dirt, I don't want you laying hands on me. I don't want you. Hell no. Junior cookie or your wine. No. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, it is it becomes a lot and then it makes you second guess, which I've been doing for a long time, but all these mega churches, like there are some mega churches, like I just mentioned, the Mount. Uh it's not a mega church, but in a sense here, it's kind of like one of our big churches here because they have a few churches and they do so much for the community and for everybody else. But Kim Brown and his family and that ministry is actually very, you know, very great. Like you don't hear nothing about them at all in these streets. They're not like um What's old boy at New at Calvary Revival out here asking you for your W twos and shit? The, um, when oh, you Courtney on. McBeth. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it just like... <laughs> so I mean, it, they don't have no agenda, so it makes you second guess a lot of other churches who you know may have agendas, and that should have known. You know, you're from the same part where Joel Osteen turned the people away from uh, hurricanes in Houston, and then went open up doors for the church, so. Yeah, and like I said, you know, you guys got up here and painted this whole other picture on on down to the own network, bitch, and y'all got all these motherfucking issues, and like I said, their whole public gratification, and he was always praising her, and, and again, it's, it's, you know, you should always have nice things to say about your spouse. I'm not negating that, and I'm not saying yeah. that you should not. But it was the manner in which he did. It was always, to me, it seemed like there was always some type of motive behind it. And like I said, to me, it was more reassurance for her to let that bitch know that she was enough. Because both of them knew, no, nobody else knew it. But, you know, well, besides the three people involved, you, her, and, and the side bitch, you know, everybody know you got a they know you got a wayward dick. And they know you fucking around with this woman. And you know, he talks about how um and see and that's and see, you know, that's the that's the other part of you, you know, you gotta be careful sometimes of what you pray for because mm-hmm. um your your destiny could fuck you right on up. Yes. Because he talks about the fact that growing up, you know, he was that, that fat kid, you know, that, that didn't pull the bitches or whatever, you know, things that he struggled with, with, you know, he wasn't that popular kid, you know, just like any, you know, just like any male child yeah. become a teenager, you know, you, you 
get struggle with your natural sexuality, but the fact you having these, you know, you having these wet dreams, you have all these hormones, you know, your hormones are raging and you don't know what to do with them. And he kept stating like his mama would just tell him, you know, you just can't have sex till you get married. You know, he was a virgin up until, you know, well into his thirties and shit like that. So then all of a sudden, boom, you blow up, you get this fame, you get this money and now bitches coming after you because they, 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 you know, because you got the bag, not yeah. just because they see something in you, but because yeah. you got the bag and you can spend a little bit of money on them. But, exactly. you know, again, like I said, you know, he, he often talks about the struggles that he had, you know, growing up as, a, you know, growing up as a child, you know, as a teenager and well into, you know, manhood. And then, you know, and you guys know, and we talked about this again, he also got a lot of backlash when he went on that interview, when he did that interview and he was talking about pretty much how, you know, Aventer had to raise him. You know, yeah. and he wasn't a complete man and, and shit like that. And, you know, mm-hmm. everybody and everybody didn't let her ass have a bitch. Michelle Obama, bitch, the real first lady, stated mm-hmm. that we don't need to be raising no man. The man that you marry should come to you already whole. The bitch, that's the real first lady. You see yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again, like I said, sometimes your 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 fame and you know your destiny and all this stuff, it, it could be a, it could be a blessing and a curse because, like mm-hmm. I said, you blow up, you know, you all of a sudden because it it was honestly Reggie and you you know this he kind of became this this sensation the the great black coat overnight you you see yeah. what I'm saying you saw mm-hmm. him on the own network you really didn't know who he was and then pretty much after that ended then all of these things came about. You see exactly. what I'm saying? And then we yeah. started to see him. But the whole time, again, you guys paint this picture that you guys are one way. And you got a whole ass bad bitch that, that it, is allegedly pregnant. And she's married. Exactly. So it, it, it's all, like you said, very bizarre in everything that's going on. But it's not surprising, too. Like, like I said, there's churches that hide a lot of stuff. And, you know, and that's why... I go to the mouth. I'll make that little travel sometimes. But other than that, I'll, you know, stay home and watch it on TV and pay my tithes and dues online. Um, but it's just, um, I don't know. It's just yeah. off when we see all this stuff about him. That they flashed their relationship. They flashed that they bought these cars. She got a clap back in all caps on Instagram. Like she yeah, because she, yeah, she got mad. You know, they said till this day, she's still on social media cutting up back and forth. Because again, you know, you guys, y- y'all ain't fuck shit. And like yeah. I said, you know, she, um, you know, he, you know, he admitted that basically she got that, you know, now that it's out, you got the car because of this bad bitch or whatever yeah. it's and allegedly, you know, she's pregnant, but you know, again, and then, you know, they did this whole spiel and this whole sermon about how, um, you know, they were headed to divorce, but they kept on smiling in front of, you know, in front of the people and they kept on saying, you know, he kept on, he was saved with soul, but deep down he has hurt. And, and again, nobody negates those things. Nobody, yeah. nobody is negating those things, but it's what you put out there is the issue. Like you said, I don't want you touching me and you you accepting titties and ties. Exactly. Titties and ties. <laughs> that ain't, you know what I mean? That ain't that ain't what's supposed to happen. When you're supposed to be a man of God. And I'm not saying that people of God that the people of God don't make mistakes. I'm not saying that at all. But again, they kind of put you up on a higher pedestal and you're supposed to be setting a better example for the people that follow you and listen to you. Exactly. You well, know, shit, I might 
think the title of this show, The Titties and Ties. Yeah, and see, and that's <laughs> and then see, that's the other thing. You have to also, you know, and again, you know, I've grown up in church all my life. You know, I've I've had a first lady to tell me, you know, I saw the things that my husband did, I knew the things that he did. I not only heard it, but I saw it and I knew, mm-hmm. but do you think I was gonna trade all this for that? Is- and see, you see that that's that's where your mind becomes distorted and see the, yeah. the the pew on the front row becomes more important than your happiness. Exactly. Look at Greenleaf. I mean, we see this the drama on Greenleaf too in this real life. It really be about that real life. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we definitely um I'm pretty sure and you know have... when you know you sold your soul out for a church mm-hmm. hat. Exactly. My goodness. So we'll definitely keep y'all updated on that. Um, we get more information. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be some yeah. more stuff. And John Gray, yeah. let me say this: as a social worker and a mental <laughs> health social with a, with a mental health background, bitch, if your ass is fucking suicidal, check yourself into the nearest. I know Jake's. <laughs> I know Jake's done, done prayed on your gray. I know he done rebuked that spirit, but bitch, if you like that for real, check yourself into the nearest hospital. I just don't suggest you going to the same one that Kanye West went to. But yeah. if you truly got some mental health issues, you really need to get some help. Because you can't leave me. You can't leave them people down to the relentless church. You can't leave them people down to Joel Osteen church. Maybe that's why your ass went to step with Trump, honey. I don't know. But you <laughs> need to go get the help that you really, really need. So, exactly. again, like I said, I don't understand how you could be suicidal for some shit that you did and you fucked up. But anyway... That's your demon to deal with. We just, you know, we just here to report the news. <laughs> so, I mean, hell, ask Tanitra Williams where she went okay. and you know, get a little, you know, help from there too. Like but the anyway, it came out of that either way. Saying, girl, you'll be fine. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. So moving on now to a biopic that's finally in the works that we've been talking about on this show. Yeah. Ever. But Aretha Franklin's biopic has finally been um pretty much greenlit in a bigger sense now. So it's finally landed a director and the writer for the movie. So NGM announced on Thursday that Tommy um that the um what's her name? Lazelle. Yeah, Lazelle Tommy. Yeah. Tommy will helm the film, which will also star Holland Hudson, uh, aka Jennifer Hudson. The Dream Girls actress was cast um, as the late Queen of Soul in January of 2018 after Aretha selected her for the role. At the time, she performed the medley of uh, her favorite songs at Clyde Davis Creek Grammy Bash. And Kaylee uh, Corey, who penned 1991's Thumb and Louise movie, will write the script. Uh, Tommy was recently nominated for a Tony Award for directing the 2016 Broadway production of Eclipse, starring Lupita Nyong'o. She also uh, is set to direct the film adaptation of Trevor Noah's autobiography. So we all know Aretha passed away last year at age of 76. So this movie been a movie that's been a long time coming because remember at one time Aretha wanted Halle Berry to play her in the movie. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say now. Being that we just learned that, you know, definitely Jennifer Hollering as Hudson will be playing, (laughs) you know, the legendary Miss Franklin. I don't know whether to get a pair of earplugs and take me down to the movie theater (laughs) or just watch it at home with my fast stick with the volume on mute. Um... You know, but either way, bitch, we're going to say clap, clap, bravo to you. You know, because, again, I know it was between you and Halle Berry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. And so, you know, we, we shall see what um when that movie comes out and what it's about and everything like that. So I hope y'all dig deep in it. I, now, the shit that me and Malika talked about on this show, 
Luther, but who's gonna play Luther? Oh. That's what to know. Who's gonna yes. play Luther Vandross <laughs> and drunk ass James Cleveland? <laughs> yeah. And I'm gonna know all the stories too that we talked about Ray Charles and all the shits too. So we need to know Jamie Foxx reprise your role. We need some shit. But um, so so that movie is uh is coming out. Then also another movie that uh has been greenlit as well, which I'm excited about, but. I don't want them to tarnish the legacy of the movie. But Coming to America, a sequel has been announced. Oh, I did see that, yeah. So, it's been announced that Eddie Murphy will reprise his role as Prince Hakeem in the sequel to Coming to America. Uh, he says that after many years of anticipation, I am thrilled that Coming to America um, will be making this return. Um, we have assembled a great, great team that will be led by Craig Brewer, who just did an amazing job on De- on Dolomite. And I'm looking forward to bringing all these classic and beloved characters back to the big screen. So, um, in other exciting news, Kenya Barris, who's the creator of Blackish, would also be writing the screenplay. So, it's I'm excited, but like I said, I don't want them to tarnish the legacy. But a good thing it's not like a reboot; it's just a sequel. So we just want to know years later, maybe Prince of King. Um, you know, and his wife had a son or something like that. Or, you know, he's the new prince and, you know, maybe he's the king, but James Earl Jones is still on this earth. So, you know, how's that? You know, so hopefully, you know, Vanessa Bell Calloway, everybody all come back to the movie. Yeah, Arsenio Hall. Uh, yeah, Arsenio Hall. So, James, be, James Amos. Yeah. Yeah, because he's still alive and kicking too. So, you know, while everyone got a post, it'll be great to see this movie back. Um, you know, out there and in the theaters, because this is one of those classic movies that we watch all the time, you know, about Black Arnold's and everything like that. So it's just going to be, you know, very interesting to see. I just hope that, you know, it's not like got a great team behind it. So I'm not, I'm not too, you know, scared about it, but, you know, it's going to be good to see it come back. Um, cause even they start shooting Bad Boys for Life on um, the three, the part three of the Bad Boys. So that's finally, uh, get, got, uh, started shooting in Atlanta. Um, last week with Martin and Will uh, Smith. So, again, all these movies that's coming back, you know, in a nostalgic way, but also bring it to new life. So, I'm I'm excited. You know, the the little kid in me is excited to see this movie come out. So, we, we, um, we'll we be sneaking our um, Black Arnold's or McDonald's and our chicken and other, other things in the movie theater as y'all did with Black Panther. So, <laughs> Can't wait to see that. All right, so now moving on to uh, our Black Excellence, everybody. So talking about upcoming movies. So Marseille um, Martin, who you all know, um, plays uh, Lil Diane on Blackish, mm-hmm. and she's funny on Blackish. Like her little character is the reason why I'm still afraid to have a daughter because <laughs> she got she's smart, but she got a smart ass mouth too. So <laughs> she has uh, is going to be now this youngest executive producer of a movie in Hollywood history, everybody. So the trailer for the new movie um, just came out the other day for Little, which is going to be starring Regina Hall, Issa Rae, and Marseille Martin. And this is actually the movie that she pitched, uh, that she was trying to tell the agent that she wanted to do. The agent told her, you know, you got some time to grow, you know, not right now. And she fired the agent right away. So she was <laughs> with this and she really was, you know, strong hell on doing this movie and it's worked out her favor because the trailer looks funny. As yes, well. the trailer is so cute. I've, I've watched it about three or four times. Yeah, but this movie is, like you said, called Little. It is scheduled to hit theaters this spring. Um, and it's about a classy, sassy, no-holds-bar 
businesswoman, and her name is Jordan, um, who one day wakes up as her 13-year-old self. Um, and again, like you said, this movie has it has it has all of our well, some of our faves. I shouldn't say all, but definitely has <laughs> some of our faves: Issa Rae, Regina Hall, and Justin Hartley. And you guys know Justin Hartley; he plays Kevin, the alcoholic triplet brother oh this is us but it was cute to death the trailer and um marce martin we just said clap clap bravo to you girl black girl magic at its finest honey 14 years old and you're executive producing movies you're the sky is the limits for you and like you said we all love her character on diane she is funny she's hilarious she's witty she's quick-witted i love to see her and jennifer um lewis together in scenes it is is too cute yeah, so we'll be um, letting y'all know when that movie, when the exact date hits for y'all can go check that out as well. Uh, and other, um, and maybe, like, you know, we may be able to pull, you know, if that's a, you know, Reggie. I don't know, <laughs> that sounds like maybe a um, FNL goes to the movie day. So maybe we'll be able to take a few, you know, kids because I, I, I do think, you know, some, some little girls should be able to see this movie. I don't know, little girl's cursing a little bit, but I don't know. But we uh we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but uh speaking of us other black excellence locally here too, we gotta give a clap clap bravo to Missy Elliott, everybody. She has been selected as one of the um inductees of the twenty nineteen Songwriters Hall of Fame, everybody. So she's following the footsteps recently of hip hop artists like Jay Z and Jermaine Dupree who've been inducted into the Hall of Fame in the recent couple of uh, past couple of years. She's the first female hip hop artist to be inducted into the um songwriter hall of fame as well. So this is a really good look that Macy's getting all her flowers because y'all know every year at the VMAs we always tweeting MTV like, look, when she gonna get a Video Vanguard Award? When she gonna get a Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award? So it's good to see that she's still getting her flowers now, everybody, um, especially for her lyricism, for her writing, because Missy writes the hell out of some songs, everybody. Back in the day, even to this day, you know, songs like, you know, um, Make It Hot from Nicole Ray or the records from uh, Aaliyah, like One in a Million mm-hmm. or uh, Fantasia's, you know, um, free yourself or you know monica's everything to me or so gone or countless other songs maya's my love is like whoa you know her work with jasmine sullivan yeah jasmine sullivan Mm -hmm. records so she has written so many records for so many people that it's about time and just and then even her own lyrics too for her own songs tweet you know oops oh my you know a song about masturbation damn it so you know, she definitely um, has been, you know, a trailblazer in songwriting for so many years. So it's great to see her finally get her flowers in that regard. And for being the songwriter, we just waiting for that VO Vanguard Award, too. So that'd be nice icing on the cake as well for that. So um, now that she got that honor there. So now we got to talk about some. We got to always go back to the ratchet people. We just talked about some black essence, but always got to go back to the ratchet. So Tommy Lee, everybody. So first off, shout out to her and um, Scout Darion. Who um had a little quick reunion, um so I guess he's out of jail. So they um had a little quick reunion, and I don't think that um uh, Karen King was too um <laughs> fond of that reunion. But um so she was also um actually just indicted on charges of um of uh, child abuse. So back in October, you know she was arrested for playing the game of truth or truth with her daughter. Uh, was, uh, at school, yeah, the children's edition. Yeah, so <laughs> I remember seeing the story where she whipped her ass down the hallway, dragging her hair 
uh, beat her up against some metal lockers and shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm bitch. I'm not sure what in the entire fuck that little girl did, but Mama Tommy came up to that school and put the paws on her, like you said. You know, she walked into the school. She interrupted her daughter's class. She beat her ass with the purse strap, slapped her <laughs> in the face, drug, you know, put her out the chair, drug her down the hallway. I don't even understand how they let this even get this far, but drug her down the hallway, bat her hair, and slammed her into a medical locker. Into, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I said a medical locker, a metal locker. And then after that, um, she after she was arrested for this incident, she was then arrested, right, you know, again, for violating the court order, which clearly indicated that she, indicated that she was to have no contact at all with his daughter. Um, the report said that Tommy faces seven charges on the indictment, three are for felonies, and the other four are misdemeanor charges. And if she's found guilty on all seven charges, she could face 54 years in prison. You know, like I said, I'm still puzzled as to all what this girl did. But, you know, I'd rather be burned with a goddamn a hot-ass iron across my back like Penny from Good Times. Mama, no! Yes, didn't have Tommy beat my ass with a Nile West pocketbook <laughs> strap and throw me into one of them thick-ass lockers like off the yeah. on me. Yes. And, uh, to would you want that cocoa? I mean, what would possess you to do something like that? I mean, Lord knows I know about having a badass kid and having to whoop <laughs> their ass. <laughs> well, come on, goddamn it, Tommy. Then again, maybe I do need you to come to my house and play a little <laughs> but play a little truth for truth with Jada. Just do it a little, just do it less harsher than what she did your daughter. Yeah, it's like, what did she do? Like, it, to was she all that? Pain? Did she, you know, steal something or yeah, something so bad? But we've seen Tommy's behavior on the show too. So to see her take it out on her child like that as well, it's kind of like, well, damn, were you trying to kill the girl? You know, I know, you know, you parents supposed to put the fear in us, but damn, you put the whole entire fear in her. And I know they had to hurt them metal ass locking them hard ass school floors. Shit, I'm surprised she don't got a concussion. Yeah, but then you also have to remember, like again, like you said, we seen her on the show. We seen her fucking mama. So yes. you know, you see how they fuss and cuss and fight and shit like that and throw each other in jail and mm-hmm. so it's it's probably a, a learning cycle of abuse that goes on, not making it right and not, you know, excusing it or justifying any of it, but you know, you are a product of your environment. Exactly. So maybe that's why she said that she's not returning back to Love and Hip Hop um, next season. So, yeah, well, I, I guess your ass that. won't be in, won't know nothing about Love and Hip Hop for 54 years, bitch. If your ass, gets, <laughs> you know, if they find you guilty on all these goddamn charges, bitch, you won't have to worry about Love and Hip Hop for another 54 years. Exactly. So, anyways, now moving to our Foolish Express story tonight, everybody. So, you know, Monique always got an interesting story on this show, everybody. Someone she knows somehow, some way, always got <laughs> the <end of> news. <laughs> so not the minister, honey. Yeah, so counterfeit money orders, Monique. Take us to the story. <laughs> well, again, you guys heard us talking about kind of me touching about a little bit about this. I guess what at our um 2018 wrap-up show yeah. and just you know how it just kind of goes back to pastors and their foolishness and their bullshit so an ex-friend of mine um i got a 
<laughs> a video sent to me via text of an ex-friend of mine um, who happened to work for the city of Hampton basically was arrested back in November and is still in jail today all you know with no bond um due to a series of charges you know to include you know embezzlement forgery um you know fraud things of that nature so you know I was very shocked to learn that you actually can um utilize or use there's a such thing as counterfeit money orders mm-hmm. so apparently my ex-friend um he worked for a company in Newport News. Somehow or another, they let him go because they found out he was embezzling money. And he was to pay that money back. And I think they kind of bought him up on the charges after he attempted to pay them back, but pay, paid it back <laughs> with a counterfeit money order. And so I guess by this time, he had a job working for the city of Hampton in finance, nonetheless, still fucking <laughs> around with people money. <laughs> fuck around with their benefits and so um they launched this investigation on him there was a warrant put out for his arrest but um you know reggie the same thing i asked you the other day is that why i haven't been getting my group protection <laughs> and haven't been getting paid because you pay me kind of money orders as well look now is I, that I, why I, I don't see it um as a direct deposit in my bank account <laughs> look if i know kind of money order was a thing i would have been like look now let's make this wave but what's crazy is that when I looked up how to make money, uh, counterfeit money orders, they're counterfeiting the, not the Western Union versions or the MoneyGram versions, but they're counterfeiting the post office versions, which I'm like, that's a little harder because you got to get that little strip up there, that little, you know, exactly. that little purple. So that's a hell of an HP printer and ink. Yeah, using all the ink in the world. So it just baffled me that this is information I never knew about in my entire existence. And then you sit up there with your fuck ass and do this interview from yes. jail, nonetheless, yes. incriminate, incriminating yourself even further. Bitch, I didn't even remember seeing a door here across my goddamn TV screen behind <laughs> Boz doing no interview when she got in trouble for her goddamn taxes. You know, yes. what, like, what, what attorney advised you to do that? Exactly, you ain't seen LeBron. I seen the Wesley Snipes. Yeah, we talk about famous people. Yes, and here you go. Was Phaedra Parks your attorney in this situation? <laughs> this <time. laughs> and he also was in the funeral home business, so they could have, oh. yeah, so they could have been linked up together. She could have, yeah. yeah. But you know, again and once again, your ass is still like John Gray, jump across the pool pit, running up and down the aisles, and. Telling all kind of lies and shit like that, knowing the whole time your ass is running from the goddamn law. Because one of the charges, they got your ass as a fugitive mm-hmm. from justice. Exactly. Because you did the same shit when you lived in another state and then ran from the law. Entire uh, mess. My goodness. But, um... <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you haven't learned your lesson. I'm pretty sure your ass is sitting in jail right now trying to think of a combination of new social security numbers to put together for your next fraud, fraudulent act when you get out. <laughs> yes. Because in the words of Eric Beak, think of a master plan. So, um... <laughs> so, um... Moving on to our other Foolishness Express story other night, everybody. So... Two daughters in Mississippi are behind bars tonight after they allegedly killed their mother by stabbing and shooting her. So, last Friday night, Erica Hall's relatives found her lying on the ground outside her home. She had been stabbed multiple times and shot once in the chest with a small caliber gun. The 32-year-old was transported to a nearby hospital where she was pronounced dead, according to a Pike County Sheriff's Office news release. So, Hall's 12-year-old and 14-year-old daughters were taken into custody and charged with murder. 
while the younger daughter has not been identified, police confirmed the older daughter, Mariana Hall, is being charged as an adult and behind bars at Pike County Jail. She's been held on the $150,000 bond. So days before her death, Hall had allegedly been attacked by her daughters. The pair allegedly tried to run their mother over with the family's car. Now, how the fuck did they get to the car in the first place? For now, let me move on to the story. Which, why are you 32 with a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old? is what more popular to be? <laughs> when I was 32, my child was two years old. Not damn near as old as me. Yeah, so, and, so then... Um, with something like that, she should have made charges and had them arrested. Then the sheriff, Kenny Cotton, said to the Enterprise Journal reports, the teens will undergo a mental evaluation on the release dates. I can't imagine what's going on inside their minds to process that, he said. A mom is a mom no matter what. So now the defendant has appeared in court to enter a plea. It's unclear whether the other uh, team has an attorney who could com- comment on their behalf. So Mariana is scheduled to appear in court on January 22nd. Now, word on the block is that all of this happened over the fact that the mother to Armariana's um, cell phone. So, bitch, yeah. Y'all should, I mean, they shouldn't even put y'all in juvenile detention. Y'all should go to jail. All of this over a kid track phone? Exactly. Okay. Like, these little kids be so bad as hell and that you got a 14-year-old now that's got to be charged as an adult? My goodness. So, it just, you know, and undergoing a mental evaluation, no, you ain't crazy. You just wanted to straight up kill your mother because of the fact that she took the cell phones. So, I mean, they were like children having problems. Um, the aunt said, um, Robin Cooney, she sold the Associated Press. She was trying to get them help and stuff and was going to send them off because they didn't do good or didn't go to school. So, first of all, you want to go to school, too? Okay. Well, and, but you got to remember, she's 32 years old with yeah. a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old. She a baby herself trying to raise two grown-ass girls that's the same age as her. Yes. So they believed that she was um, attacked inside the home, but then stumbled outside where she died. So the neighbor mm-hmm. said that the girl tapped on his car window and asked him for a ride after police said they killed. You know what? No, hold on now. Hold on now. Jeremy Lorner, the neighbor, said that the girl tapped on his window and asked him for a ride after the police said they killed their mother. While they calmly talked to them, their mother was wounded across the street. We rushed down the street to her daddy and her sister's house. And when they came and drove down here, we found her on the other side of the car laid out. He said that she had the knife still in her back. When I went over there, she was laying on her back with both her fists balled up or eyes open. So you could tell she was trying to fight them back. That was a terrible sight. That messed me up. And to think that her kids did that. The, they seemed weird. The girls, they came over here straight faced like nothing ever happened. Which well, made it got a little crazy in them. <laughs> And they wanted a ride to go where? <laughs> to Rainbow. To go get another phone. <laughs> you know what? What city and state is this? <laughs> this is um somewhere in Al- uh, uh, Mississippi, mm-hmm. but then uh, mm-hmm. Magnolia, Mississippi. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, you know what? So it, it it's sad. But like Monique said, you know, this was a young woman, barely, you know. A baby raising two babies. Yeah. So it's like, what was really going on at home for two two daughters? Like, to be mentally that fucked up. Because you would think the the one that wants doing a stabbing would say, hey, bitch, you (laughs) was doing the most. This is wrong. This is our mama. 
Yeah. But you're going to get your cell phone back in a few days. But the other one went along with it there. Sun and crap right there. So, my goodness. Make sure I'm going to go to Magnolia, Mississippi. So, um, nope. <laughs> Not even for a rest stop. But so, um, yeah, that is definitely. Um, let me see. Do we have anything else to talk about? Oh, I guess real quick, we could just talk about how Kaya is mad at the city girls for um, <laughs> the, for the royalties and whatnot of um, my neck, my, 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 neck, my, my neck, my back. And, um, but we just discovered that Teresa Calibre need to get their royalties. Yes. Look at that. Bitch, what? Oh, my goodness. So, um, so yes, everybody. So, we do thank you all for tuning into our show, everyone. Yes. Um, and it is, is, it's 12 o'clock midnight. And so, you guys know that this means that today is uh, the Founders Day for Delta Sigma yeah, Theta Sorority oh. Incorporated. So, I just want to give a big ooh to all my sorors and say happy Founders Day to you lovely ladies of DST. Oh, I guess my yeah. Shout out to my aunts and my cousins. Okay. That's don't do it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but speaking of though, I gotta um give a shout out real quick to um <laughs> the white reporter who was at the um, Kamala Harris event where she said she heard all these loud screeches and she wasn't expecting to hear these loud screeches at the um at the event. But those loud screeches were actually the ski weeks for the AKA. So, she... excuse me. <laughs> no, this white woman was at um, the white journalist was um, at an um, event for Kamala Harris, who you all know she's been you know known as the female Barack Obama, and she's hopefully, fingers crossed, will be running for president in twenty twenty if Michelle Obama don't want to do it. So, you know, she's a member of the AKA, and her sorors are probably in the building too. So, when journalists, Washington Post journalist Chelsea James, who was covering the event, didn't seem to know exactly what was going on with the Divine Nine or Howard, she tweeted about members of the Howard of her Howard sorority who began screeching and wrote, "I didn't expect to hear that." So she says that members of her Howard sorority are in the room and screeched when she mentioned her time there. Did not expect to hear screeches there. So okay, and we're talking about the AKAs on the Delta Sigma Theta's Founders Day between Roger and Roger. <laughs> it, I just had to tie in with the whole yeah, this don't tie in shit <laughs> because yet again, it is the Founders Day of the lovely Delta's Master Awards, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, and we are talking about the AKAs again because why? Because your mama is an AKA. Is <laughs> that the reason? Well, then y'all had to get um. No, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Anywho, so um, thank you all for tuning in to tonight's show, everybody. Again, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Monique's platform of choice, um, Breaker, Overcast, whatever your other um, podcast streaming services are, everyone. Make sure you follow us on youtube.com slash fnlradio-tdr, Monique at cookielove1980 on Twitter, me at Mr. Doc on Twitter, um, the Doc Report on Snapchat, and Mr. Doc on Instagram, MR underscore DLC. Um, 
we will be back next week for more stories and more craziness and cutting up with you all, everybody. So make sure you continue to listen and support us. And we do thank you all so much. You all have a great rest of your weekend, a great week, everybody. Stay prayed up and blessed up and all that. Don't bust people's heads with bottles. You, Joe, motherfucking words, people. You, Joe, motherfucking words. Yes, and we will check you out next week, everyone. Peace and good night. Good night.